beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the blessing of this day. Thank you that you have gathered us here, Lord, and we pray that you would help us to leave behind those cares and concerns which can distract us now. We lay them at your feet and pray that you would take care of them. And we pray, Lord, that you would open our heart and our mind, Lord, that we might hear your word and be transformed through it. Lord God, place your word on our lips and may we faithfully proclaim it and receive it, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Morning. It's so good to see you all today. Well, I love traveling, but the 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 like act of packing is not my favorite thing, right? I typically leave it for like the last minute. I don't know about you all, but it's like I'm about to leave for the airport, and then I'm trying to find what I'm supposed to wear on the trip. Right, and I'm cramming it in a bag and zipping it up as I'm going out to the car. That's kind of how it is for me. But you know, I was thinking, if I was packing for a trip and I was better prepared than I normally am, what would I bring? Well, I would bring some subtle shorts, right? You know, they go with anything. And then I'd bring a snorkel and a mask, right? Just the essentials. And I got one flipper, I guess. I don't know, I I didn't plan very well for the packing, but, you know, if I was packing like this, and imagine I had the other flipper as well, like, where would I be heading to? Omaha, Nebraska, that's right. (laughs) No, the beach, yeah, I'd be going to, like, Hawaii or Mexico or someplace exotic, right? And I'd be packed and prepared for it. If I was heading to Alaska, I would be sorely disappointed, because I would get there and freeze. The mask would be frozen to my face. My flipper might help as a snowshoe, maybe, But it wouldn't do me much good, right? You have to prepare for the destination that you're heading to. We all know that about packing. We tell our kids when they're packing. Uh, It's an important thing. Our passage from the Gospel of Mark begins with the words, The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. With an opening sentence like that, you know our passage is going to be good, right? And this passage does not disappoint. 
like most events in the New Testament, it goes forward by looking backward. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that what it does is it looks back at what the prophets have said about the events that were taking place in their time, or at the time of the New Testament. So, Mark quotes Isaiah and says, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Who is this one who is preparing the way, and for whom? Is it being prepared? Well, let's tackle the first question first. The one preparing the way is John the Baptist. You all know John the Baptist. He was friends with uh, Bobby the Presbyterian and uh, Mike the Methodist. Right? No, come on. He He wasn't a Baptist. Why did he get the name John the Baptist? He was baptizing people. Way to go, team. That's right. That's what he did. He was a baptizer, and so he got the name John the Baptist. And according to our passage... He had appeared in the wilderness and is proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John is preaching and teaching and baptizing, and he is seeking to get people ready. But he's doing it in a crazy place, right? He's out in the wilderness. He is out there in like North San Juan, preaching, right? There's just a desolate place. And I've been out to this place, not North San Juan, I've been through there, but I've been out to where John the Baptist was, this area, um, the Route Jordan near Jericho, right? And, and there is like nothing out there. Even now, there's a gift shop, and that's it, right? A little like covered portico area, and the Jordan River, and that's it. There's rocks and a river, and that's all. It's not exactly where we think is the ideal place to contact as many people as possible, right? If you were trying to reach as many people as you could in a limited amount of time, would you go out in the middle of nowhere and start preaching? No, it's not typically how it works, right? You'd go right into like a major intersection in Jerusalem, you'd rent a billboard, and then you'd, uh, you know, stand up on a soapbox or something, get loudspeakers and, and speak to people, but that's not how John did it. John is out there in the wilderness proclaiming the good news. In addition to that, uh, John could have used a publicist or someone to help him with his image because he has some strange habits. What is he eating? Locusts and wild honey, which I think you can buy at the Briar Patch. I'm not precisely sure. But, um, and he also is wearing uh, itchy camel hair clothing with a belt around it, like 80s style, right? And... And he's, and, but for him, it's not the clothing or the diet that matters, is it? It's the message. The content of the message that he carries is significant. And this message is being blessed by God. Because our passage tells us, and people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him. Did you hear that? All the people of Jerusalem. This is not like just right down the street. This is a major slog to get from Jerusalem out here to the middle of nowhere to hear John the Baptist. But they're all going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the River Jordan, confessing their sins. People were drawn to this man who had strange dietary habits and odd clothing. And they were drawn to him not because of how he looked, but because of the God who he proclaimed. Which brings us to our second point. 
John is preparing the way for someone who is very, very important. John is preaching about the coming of the Lord. He says, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. God was coming. The hopes of the world were to be fulfilled, and John was seeking to prepare the people for it. And people came out in droves to hear him preach and to repent and to be baptized. They were yearning for the fulfillment of the message of John, the one that had been proclaimed by the prophets of old. They knew that their world was not right as it was, and they knew that their lives needed to be transformed as well. The need was apparent to them. They knew that they needed God to rescue them, and they wanted to be ready for the coming of the Savior. John proclaimed that they were that the way to be prepared for the coming of Jesus was to repent and to be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. The people were to confess what they had done and what they had failed to do that they ought to have done, and they were to be baptized as a sign of God's forgiveness of them. And baptism was a perfect symbol for this, wasn't it? Right? Because what does baptism symbolize? Or what does it mean? What does it reveal? Rebirth Rebirth and? And washing clean, right? Rebirth, you go under the water, you come back up. Right? And washing clean. Uh, Yeah, we all bathe, thanks be to God. Right? It's an important thing because it washes away the stuff that sticks to us. In the same way, baptism would do that internally. It would wash them clean. According to John, repentance and baptism were the way to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. And John said that when the Savior came, he would come with a power so beyond what John could offer. Because John baptized with water, but Jesus, the Lord, would baptize with the Spirit. And John was not wrong. Jesus did come. And he did wash away the sins of the world with his blood poured out. And he did send his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And the world has not been the same since then. Jesus has come. And he is coming back. And so how do we prepare? Do we need uh, surf shorts and uh, snorkel? Would that prepare us well? No. I got something else in the bag. Kleenex. Okay, it's not the best image, right? I really worked on this one, though. Right, because this is the best I could come up with for repentance. Right? Because repentance often brings with it what emotion? Tears. Tears of sorrow. Right? Sorrow for what we have done in our lives. When we examine the depth of the way that we have sinned against God, the way we have hurt people around us who we care for, the way we have hurt people around us who we don't care for, and the fact that we don't care for them, right? Those things all should bring with it sorrow, and that is a healthy thing. And then when God washes away those sins, we should have tears of joy, because our Savior has set us free, us undeserving people. 
to Kleenex is one of the ways to prepare. The other, I couldn't fit in here, the baptismal font, right? We had a baptism at the middle service today. And it was, I couldn't believe it lined up like that. I mean, I, I, it's too cool for me to plan, right? God did that. He just brought this child to us to be baptized on this day when we speak about repentance and baptism, right? It is that outward and visible sign of the inward and spiritual reality that God is washing us clean on the inside. And the baptism that we are offered is not the baptism of John. It is a baptism now of the Spirit. The Spirit washes us clean and fills us and dwells in us. And because of the Spirit's power, we have rivers of living water coming out of us now. The message of John the Baptist still stands true today. The way to prepare for the return of Jesus Christ is to repent and to be baptized. And the reality is, is we still live in a world that needs a Savior. We are killing each other. We're fighting about the color of our skin. We're confused. We're suffering from the pain of death. We need help. We await the return of our Savior, who will set this all straight. But while we wait, we do not do so idle. Because Jesus Christ is setting things straight right now as well. His Holy Spirit is changing hearts, transforming desires, breaking cycles of bondage and addiction, and giving us the power to love each other. And we don't do this perfectly. We're humans. We're fallen people. But God, in his power, is working to transform this world and the people in it right now. The question stands before us. Are we ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Are we prepared? Have we repented and received his baptism? Have we been washed clean? And if we have, are we a participant in this work of God? Is the Holy Spirit coming forth in our lives and pouring out into the lives of others? Are we preaching life and joy and reconciliation in our Savior? Now, I don't want to see locusts and honey at coffee hour, but I do hope that aspects of John's ministry will become aspects of our life. The proclamation of the return of the Savior. The hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. The message of salvation. May we, like John, give voice to the good words that Jesus Christ is coming back. May we share his hope with others that they might rejoice at his coming. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you are the God who sets free you are the God who delivers. You are the God who breaks bondage, Lord. We pray that you would bring us to true repentance. Help us, Lord, to see the depth of our sin. Help us to see those things we've just grown accustomed to in our life, Lord God, but that are killing us on the inside. Help us, Lord God, to repent of those things. As we come to the part of the service where we kneel and confess our sins, Lord, may you bring to mind the depth of our need for you. And Lord, may we confess those to you. 
And Lord, as we hear the words of absolution, may we hear and feel your mercy and forgiveness and grace being poured out in our life, Lord, like a cleansing flood. Refresh us and renew us today. Prepare us for your return and prepare us to go out into this world to proclaim salvation and hope and your good news. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.